0: This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. You can turn in your Bibles, please, to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And I'll warn you ahead of time, we're going to skip around just a little bit. We'll be looking at several passages, but the good news is it's all in this one chapter of the Bible. Maybe all except one. At the end, we're going to we'll take another, take a, a look at another verse from a different book, but most everything will be in Psalm 119. By the way, there's a handout uh, that uh, corresponds with the message that was in your bulletin that you might want to grab, uh, or our ushers in the back have a few extra. You could Maybe raise your hand and they can get that to you. Psalm 119. Well, we're at the beginning of a new year, 2022. What comes to mind when you think about the start of a new year? Many people think about goals, right? Goals, or projects, priorities. In fact, our church, in our church business meeting last Sunday night, we reviewed several goals for the coming year. Projects that involve our facilities, plans for outreach, and discipleship, ideas uh, for certain special events. Businesses do the same thing each year, and of course, individuals do as well. In fact, you know that some people, some individuals, make what they call New Year's resolutions each year, vowing to begin exercising again, Uh, it's one of mine, Uh, or clean their basement, begin a new diet, or something along those lines. Uh, Regardless of what you think about uh, New Year's resolutions, we can all agree that each year there are important things that we need to do, and important things that we need to recommit to doing. And one of the most important things that we must recommit ourselves to is the reading and studying of the Word of God. Why? Why? Why is this so important? Well, that's the question that we're gonna attempt to answer this evening. And so this will be a very simple message In one sense, Uh, we'll be reviewing some very basic truths that you already know, but I think this review will be good for all of us, as it helps to be reminded from God's Word, from the Bible itself, why it's so important to meditate in the Scriptures. So again, we'll essentially be asking the question, what does the Bible have to say about the importance of studying the Bible? In other words, what does God himself have to say about the importance of studying his own word? That's our question for the evening. And we'll list five reasons, five answers to our question. We could probably come up with 10 if we really uh, thought long and hard about it, probably even 15 or 20 or 25 who knows? But this evening, uh, we'll cover only five. Five reasons that we will find in Psalm 119. But before we begin, let's, let's ask the Lord uh, to help us once again. Father, we, we do ask for your help now. We pray that as we consider what your word says about the importance of of the scriptures in our lives, that you would challenge us, illumine our thinking, and help us to make applications that please you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 119 is the longest of the Psalms. It's also the longest chapter uh, in your Bible, containing 176 verses. Aside from being lengthy, This psalm is noteworthy because from start to finish, it exalts the word of God. The man who wrote this psalm under inspiration of the Holy Spirit was under duress. He was no stranger to trouble. Many people believe it was King David who wrote it. Regardless of his identity, it's clear that God's word was precious to him, and it should be precious to us as well. But why? Why? And so back to our question. According to this psalmist, why should we, as believers, read, study, and meditate in God's Word? Reason number one, the Bible offers cleanness, and liberty, cleanness and liberty, and cleanness is a word, I double check that, <laughs> cleanness and liberty. You're in Psalm 119, look at verse 9, verse 9 says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And the answer, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. We can paraphrase verse 9 this way. How can a young man cleanse his way or keep himself pure? The answer, by paying attention to the scriptures. It's through the scriptures. We could also state it this way, very simply. God's word helps us avoid sin. It keeps us clean. It prevents us from falling into the bondage of sin. It prevents us from being spotted by the world, to borrow the language of James chapter 1 and verse 27. Look two verses down at uh, verse 11. There the psalmist writes, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. So how can we avoid the uh, snares and the slavery of sin? How can we keep our way pure? Well, it's by hiding God's word in our hearts, which implies that we're taking heed thereto, that we're paying attention to it, thinking about it, and applying it continually to our hearts and lives. When we do this, we will walk in liberty and not In bondage. In fact, in verse 45, if you skip down to verse 45, the psalmist says this to God, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. In other words, we'll enjoy freedom. We won't live under the miserable bondage of sin when we seek to know God's word, his precepts. And I think tonight we can all see the importance of this. Not only do we honor God by avoiding sin, but we also spare ourselves from so much trouble and heartache. The Bible is certainly correct when it says that the way of the transgressor is hard. Sin brings so much grief and pain and problems and complications. And we all know people, friends, acquaintances, perhaps family members whose lives have been messed up because of their sinful choices, they're addicted and so they can't hold a job. They're unfaithful, and so they've lost their family. They're dishonest, and so they don't have many friends. Perhaps it's been a single bad choice or series of choices that's had heartbreaking consequences for them. People living for themselves, sinning against God, and so they're reaping the consequences. They're miserable. Most are ordinary people, living sad, frustrated lives. Some are celebrities, they're they're wealthy, and yet they're unsatisfied and empty because they're living in sin. Sadly, it's not just the unbelieving world that lives this way. Christians, too, as you know, can fall into sin and thereby cause many problems for themselves and for their families. But we don't have to live that way, right? Praise the Lord. Praise God. God says that if we'll hide his word in our hearts, he'll help us to avoid that misery, that trouble, those problems. He'll cleanse our way instead. He'll give us liberty from the tyranny of sin. As I consider the help uh, that God's word gives us in this particular area, I'm reminded of this quote from Charles Spurgeon. That uh, English preacher from a century or so ago, he wrote once, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. I thought that was pretty, pretty insightful. Parents, we must hold our children accountable to study their Bibles, even at a young age. And uh, may God help us to, uh, to set the example. Let's, uh, let's skip up several verses, actually all the way to the beginning of the psalm, to verses 1 and 2. And we'll see the second reason, the second of our five, second reason we should be studying the scriptures and applying them to our hearts. And you'll notice that this one, this uh, second reason, is, in one sense, maybe just the flip side of the first reason, which we just considered. Psalm 119, verses 1 and 2 says this, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Reason number two God's word brings blessing. And specifically, we can say this, it yields joy and peace. God's word yields joy and peace. Let me ask everyone this evening, do you want to be happy? Do you want to have joy in your heart? And... uh, Of course, you say, well, that's a silly question. That's a a dumb question. Of course. Of course we do. Of course I do. Then uh, why do some Christians struggle to follow God's recipe for happiness? God says that if we want to be happy, then we must study and know and follow his word. In verses 1 and 2 that we just read, The word blessed uh, appears at the beginning of both of those verses. That word literally means happy. So we could read verse 2, for example, as saying, Happy are they that keep his testimonies. Now, of course, as we know, there will always be blessing and joy that comes when we choose to obey God's word. That's why the psalmist in verse 14 writes, he writes this in verse 14, I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. But there's also, I believe, and you would agree with me, an inherent joy, an inherent joy that comes simply from reading and studying the Bible. And we've all experienced that joy. That's why the psalmist in verse 24 says, Thy testimonies are my delight. They're my delight. And in verse 103, and if you get tired, by the way, of doing all this flipping, I do have uh, these verses on the screen for you. Whatever is easier, but it's... Uh, I think it's important to see these, uh, see these verses from God's word. Verse 103, he writes, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Remember, too, that it's through the scriptures that we draw nigh to God, right? And we know that in his presence is fullness. Of joy, fullness of joy. So there's great blessing, great joy in studying the scriptures, knowing God through his word. There's also great peace, great peace. Here's another uh, no-brainer kind of question for you tonight. Do you want peace and tranquility in your life? Life can be very hectic. Unsettling, uh, chaotic, nerve-wracking. We live in a sin-cursed world. There is confusion all around us. Stress, turmoil. But Psalm 119, 165, verse 165 promises this. Great verse, wonderful verse verse 165, the psalmist writes, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them or cause them to stumble. God tells us that if we want peace, then we need to love his word. He imparts his supernatural peace to those who saturate their minds and hearts with his word. Praise the Lord. Before we see the uh, third reason, let's consider another quote. This one from George Mueller, another Englishman, I guess. Uh, you recall he was the uh, gentleman, wonderful believer, who uh, operated those orphanages in England in the 19th century. He once said this, Only the truth of the Bible will lead people to true happiness and he was correct and we need to be continually reminding ourselves of that as we are caught up distracted tempted by so many things we need to be reminding our our young people as well where true happiness uh, can be found but let's turn to verse uh, 105 psalm 119 verse 105 and we'll find the third reason We should be studying our Bibles. Verse 105, very familiar verse, says this Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Reason number three the Bible gives guidance and wisdom. Guidance and wisdom. Let me read a few other verses from this psalm that uh, that say the same thing, that teach the same truth. And I'm going to start with verse 97 uh, for context. We're going to read a few verses here in a row, starting in verse 97. But pay special attention to verses 98 through 100. Verse 97 says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. And uh, time out, It's uh, just pause, it's not the psalmist's enemies that are ever with him, instead it's God's commandments, because he meditates on them all the day. That's why he's, he's wiser. Uh, than his enemies, because he's meditating in the scripture all through the day. Verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. Wow. How about verse 104? The first part of that verse reads, through thy precepts I get understanding. In verse 130, if you skip down a little bit, verse 130 says this, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Let me ask you again this evening a simple question an easy question. Do you need guidance? Do you need direction and wisdom? Or do you have everything in life all figured out? Obviously we face many tough choices, complicated situations that require great wisdom and discernment. Some of you are facing uh, difficult choices, perhaps even now regarding uh, perhaps uh, proper course of medical treatment for uh, an injury or an illness, or maybe it's cancer. Some of you have faced hard decisions related to the COVID virus, whether to get vaccinated or uh, what to do if your employer tells you that you must get vaccinated. Or perhaps there have been other issues at work, at your job, that have been difficult. Issues involving your boss uh, or with coworkers, and you've needed wisdom, you've needed discernment and direction. Or perhaps you're facing a uh, big decision, one of those fork in the road type decisions. Maybe it's a new job uh, or a new career possibility, a new opportunity. And there are different options and pros and cons on all sides. What what do you do? What do you do in those situations? And then uh, some of us, perhaps all of us, face challenges uh, on the home front uh, with our young children or maybe it's with our adult children, uh, other decisions in the home. The plain truth is that we need help, right? We need help. We need direction. We need guidance and wisdom. Well, God is the source of all wisdom. Proverbs 2.6 says that wisdom is of the Lord. And as we've read, the God who possesses all wisdom promises to guide us through his word. So this evening, if you need wisdom, don't do what the world does. Don't spend hours and hours and hours on the internet searching to see what others have done or what others are doing. Don't spend hours on the phone with friends. I like what Pastor Asher said in his message last week. He said this, and I quote, Talking to others will only help if they direct us to God and what He has said. Now, don't don't get me wrong, don't get us wrong. Uh, We should consult our doctors when we have a medical problem, right? And it can be very helpful to get biblical counsel from our fellow believers, our brothers and sisters in Christ, godly friends. But some believers will spend hours and hours over the course of months and months searching for answers online or from friends while they spend very little time in the word of God. Remember that it's God's word that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God grants us wisdom as we immerse ourselves in his word. Even an actor out of California recognized the value of the scriptures in this area when he said this, when Ronald Reagan said this, within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems men face, and he was right. Let's turn to verse 52. Verse 52, and we'll see the fourth reason we should study our Bibles. In verse 52, the psalmist writes, I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. In other words, the psalmist was comforted after he called to mind God's word, his judgments of old. And so reason number four, reason number four, the Bible imparts comfort and hope, comfort and hope. What do you do when you're in trouble, when you're really struggling, when you feel like you're sinking over your head? Have you ever been there? Where do you turn when your soul feels heavy, oppressed? Well, the author of this psalm, Psalm 119, he was in this predicament. What did he do? Well, as we've already seen from verse 52, he comforted himself in God's word. What does the psalmist ask of God when his soul feels heavy? Look at verse 28. Verse 28. What does he ask of God when his soul feels heavy? In verse 28, the psalmist writes, My soul melteth for heaviness, or because of heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. The psalmist knows that strength can be found in the scriptures. In verse 43, Verse 43, the psalmist cries out to God, saying, Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. His hope is in the word of God. We see this again in verse 81, where he says to God, in verse 81, the psalmist says to God, My soul fainteth for thy salvation but I hope in thy word. What can we learn from these verses that we've looked at quickly? Well, when we're hurting, when we need help, we need to do what the psalmist did. We must turn to God and his word. God alone can give us lasting comfort and hope. The world turns to alcohol, or drugs, or food, or shopping sprees, or endless hours of watching movies or television, or following sports, or doing a hundred other things, interacting with others via social media. As Christians, however, we must turn to the Scriptures. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 15, 4, it is through the comfort of the scriptures that we are reminded of our hope. And what a wonderful hope we have because of Jesus and what he's done for us. Let's turn to verse 93 and we'll notice the fifth reason. The fifth reason, we should be continually saturating our minds with scripture. In verse 93, the psalmist says to God, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Reason number five, the Bible brings revival and growth. Revival and growth. In verse 93, the psalmist testifies that God's precepts have had the effect of quickening him. Quickening him. In this context, the word quicken means to revive or to give new life. So in verse 93, God's word brought revival to this psalmist. It caused him to grow and flourish again in his faith. And of course, the scriptures can have should, should have the same effect in our lives. They revive us. They cause us to grow and mature in the Lord. In fact, we know that scripture is the tool that the Holy Spirit uses to sanctify believers, to revive us. And to make us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn, please, to 1 Peter 2 2. Here's the, uh, the only time when we'll depart from Psalm 119. This is an important verse. We couldn't, couldn't pass it up. 1 Peter chapter 2, and verse 2. In 1 Peter 2, 2, the Bible says this, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. By the way, that word sincere means pure. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Why? For what purpose? Why should we desire the word? What does the rest of the verse say? That ye may grow thereby. So what's the key to our spiritual growth? Well, this verse tells us very plainly that it's the scriptures. It's the word. Just as babies grow by consuming their mother's milk, so Christians grow by consuming the word of God. This text is so clear. In fact, I believe it's one of the The clearest and most helpful passages in all the Bible when we're considering the the mechanics of our progressive sanctification. This verse tells us very plainly how we can be revived and grow. It's by consuming the word of God. And we need to do this. Right? We need to grow. For the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake, we need to grow. He desires that we grow, and we want to honor and please him, of course, but also for the sake of others. For example, and this is no doubt the most important example, our families. Our families have a vested interest in our spiritual growth. So, husbands... Dads, granddads, your wife, your kids, your grandkids, they need you to be growing in the Lord, right? My wife, my children, they need me to be growing through the word. Is your wife impacted by your level of spiritual maturity? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are your children impacted by your spiritual growth, your level of spiritual growth? Absolutely. Are your grandkids impacted by your level of spiritual growth? Absolutely. Of course, the same thing goes for the ladies uh, here as well. So wives, mothers, grandmothers, you too need to be consuming the word of God so that you can grow thereby borrow the language of 1 Peter 2, 2, so that you can be a blessing to your husband, to your kids, your grandkids. Young people, singles, also need to be growing through the word. The point is this, we have people that are counting on us. And so we need to take this matter of our spiritual growth very, very seriously. If we don't, We won't be the spouses that we need to be. We won't be the parents that we need to be. We won't be the grandparents that we need to be. We won't be the church members that we need to be as we interact with one another. We won't be the employees that we need to be. We won't be the witnesses and neighbors that we need to be, because we'll be less mature So what do we need to do? Well, God says that he'll grow us if we'll desire his word and consume it. So let's do that by God's grace and with his help. As Jim Berg has said, the Holy Spirit uses the word of God to make us more like the son of God. The Bible is the tool it is the means of our spiritual growth. Now our time is, uh, is nearly up tonight. We have a little bit more time, a few more minutes or so. Uh, let me quickly share with you some practical tips to help us, to help all of us, uh, to be more faithful and more thorough, more serious about studying God's Word. And so very quickly, first, have a, for lack of a better term, a reading plan, um, a study plan, a curriculum, whatever you want to call it, have a plan. Uh, For example, you could use, and I thought I brought one up here. I did. You could use uh, this read through the Bible in a year plan that we have out in the foyer. There are a bunch of plans out there, uh, a bunch of good plans. Pick one and stick with it. Having a plan helps motivate you, it motivates us to be consistent. I don't know about you, but I found in my own personal experience that when that when I don't have a plan, when I just you know wake up in the morning and okay, where am I going to read today? And then the next morning, okay, wake up, where, where should I read today? When I, when I take that approach, I am much less likely to be faithful and to read as much. Uh, I think that's just the way it is. It helps us to have a plan. It helps us to be consistent. It even motivates us, you know, to know that we're, you know, that little check in the box. You know, we're, we're doing what we need to do for the Lord. So have a plan. Two, how about some accountability? Ask your closest family member or friend to keep you accountable. And this can be be informal as you simply plan to share daily what you're learning from God's Word. Maybe it's during your family devotion time when uh, each member of the family takes uh, a couple minutes and just shares. You know, what they read that day, what they've been learning uh, in, their, in their Bibles. Speaking of learning, you could try journaling. pastor mentioned this uh, a week ago, and so I thought I'd better include it. Amen. If the pastor said it. Uh, and, it makes, and it made sense to me. It was a, a wonderful reminder. Journaling. As you read the scriptures each day, note significant truths. Uh, or or takeaways, along with applications that that the Holy Spirit made to your heart and life. Here's a fourth tip. Plan to read good Christian literature uh, in addition to your Bible, books that are filled with Scripture and that will help you to really think through, mull over, chew on certain Bible passages, doctrines, themes, applications. Uh, If you choose the right books, they should help you grow in your desire for the Word of God. And uh, we can help you pick those books if you need help. Uh, Many of them are in our bookstore uh, or in our library, so don't forget to avail yourselves of those those wonderful resources. Uh, Trusting God, I just want to... This came to mind, Uh, I think it was our November book of the month, just a couple months ago, Trusting God by Jerry Bridges. I'm sure we have, we still have copies in our bookstore. I know it's in our library as well. This was a book that uh, just helped me so much. Uh, Fifteen years ago, it it just helped spur and renew my interest in, in studying the word of God on a deeper level. Uh, Such a blessing. It's chocked full of scripture. I mean, there's just Bible on every page and just helps to understand and and make applications. And of course, there are many, many other books like this as well. Even our January book of the month by our very own Pastor Nathaniel Brown, a book on the Minor Prophets, which is in the bookstore. As you're reading through the Minor Prophets this year, you might want to grab that book and read it alongside your Bible, and just help you think and make applications. Again, so helpful to be reading those other, I call them Bible books, okay? I read my Bible and then I read my Bible books, and uh, so helpful. Of course, there are many other practical tips that uh, we could share that could be helpful in terms of Bible study especially with the uh, technology that's out there today and podcasts and whatever, although you've got to be careful of who you listen to. Uh, and, of course, technology itself can be, you've got to be careful there. It can be helpful, but it can also be unhelpful since it can be such a distraction uh, for so many. And so perhaps the best advice, better advice for some is to get rid of your technology Or at least find some help, some accountability um, so that it doesn't prevent you from spending the time that we all need to be spending in the word of God. Here's a final tip. Pray. Pray. We need to continually pray that God would give us a greater and greater desire for his word that he'll help us to love it and want to study it more and more and apply it. Let me ask you this. If we make that a matter of urgent prayer daily, continually, asking God just to help us to love his word, because we can all struggle, right, in this area. We we want to read the scriptures. We know it's good for us. um, But our flesh... You know, we can get distracted, and so we've all struggled in this area. But what if we made this a matter of urgent prayer, asking God to give us a greater and greater love for his word? Let me ask you, is God going to say no to that request? I think not. Uh, it's in accordance with his will. And First John 5 says that if we ask anything in accordance with his will he will not only hear us, but he will grant our petition. And so again, it should be our daily prayer that God would help us to love his word and study his word and think about his word. If we'll be faithful, if we'll be faithful to do that, God will be faithful to help us to walk in liberty, He'll give us his joy and peace. He'll guide us and give us wisdom. He'll comfort us in our troubles. And he'll revive and grow us, making us more like his son, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful for your precious word the Bible. And it's our prayer tonight, Lord, that you'd help each of us to read it and study it and apply it each and every day. Lord, please give us the discipline. Lord, please give us the desire, an ever greater desire to study, to know you through your word. Lord, we want to please you, and we know also that you will surely bless us as we fill our hearts and minds with your word. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org, or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's Word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make Him known to others.